it better You can hang it on the wall Or you can put it in a plane and fly All around the world, yeah All around the world Art's sick, it won't recover A disheartening prognosis saddens every true art lover All around the world, yeah All around the world Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy and Alex Sokolow coming to you on 88.3 WLIWFM, which can also be streamed online at WLIW.org slash radio. And uh, we've got some great guests today. We've had them on before. I'm so excited. We had them on before in our previous call letters, but never uh, to be maiden voyage on WLIW. I know. And it's amazing. We have G. Smith and Taylor Barton who have just done so much for the music scene out on the East End and worldwide, of course. But uh, we're going to be focusing on some of the newer stuff, uh, of course, always delving as we do into some of the older stuff. And what have you got to say, Alex? Well, no, I, well, no I'm, I'm just listening. And, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, I mean, huge fans of G and Taylor. Um, do not know Leroy uh, that no, well. No, Leroy Bell. It's, uh, but, but know his music, which uh, is probably what every artist would like to be known for, is rather their work rather than their, their being. Yeah, this could be a great conversation. I hope everybody's doing well on this Sunday afternoon. I uh, hope everybody's staying safe uh, and at the same time uh, are living their lives as best they can. Well, you know, it's interesting because we've been having a, a lot of kind of very creative people on lately, and uh, it seems we keep coming back to the same discussion, which I want to talk to Taylor and GE and Leroy about, is um, how to stay creative when you just are uh, are in the state of kind of um, constant brain fog from from just, you know, everything that's going on from the pandemic to the, you know, the every, world. Every day is Blur's Day. Every day is blurs. <laughs> you know, it's it's actually opposite for for all of us. It's become the most creative uh, space 
I have ever been in. Our daughter wrote a book in the pandemic. GE has been so busy every single day. We're working with um, another artist creating a record and it it's a natural space for artists when they're not out touring or promoting or doing something to create. So it, it gave even more permission to take the time to do our art, even though at first it was very jarring. Artists are not um, uh, unfamiliar with the ebb and flow, the, the flow being, you know, out there working, the ebb being your inside creating. So uh, it was just like, oh, okay, we got permission now to do nothing except do our art. So I, I feel that it's been incredible. How about you, G? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I miss playing live in front of people. Uh, who knows when that'll come back? But yeah, we have been able to get quite a bit done during this time. It's it's been a big surprise. And you would drop this, um, you, you've done a few now, but I'm thinking about America, which is a, a music video that you did with Leroy Bell, who's this you know, outrageously talented blues singer. And, uh, and it's amazing. And it's, of course, very much about what everyone is kind of going through right now. You know, but also I, I, I want to jump to something else. I'm going to jump all around because you guys know me. Uh, but you have these shows coming up next week at Guild Hall, right? Yes. Those are outside, safe, socially distanced. We are having much less uh, capacity in the outside, but two intimate sets watching G.E. and Leroy playing the songs uh, from their new album. And, uh, you know, they're, they're practically sold out today, so I don't know, you know, what's going to be left. But to supplement that, we have a virtual show Thursday night of both Joseph Arthur and Leroy Bell in our portraits format for those who either can't make the live show or don't want to go out because they don't feel safe yet. So we have two distinctively uh, different shows to serve the needs for uh, those, you know, in the pandemic setting. In doing this live uh, set, was it more difficult to navigate uh, the, the prep for this um, after the Chainsmokers concert? Um, well, you know, the Chainsmokers concert ruined it for yep. drive-ins and for everybody out here. And yeah. I don't think they purposely did it on, you know, it was, it. you can't control a crowd. I mean, that's what it all came down to in the end. Um, but yeah, they, the town stopped giving permits after that. And, you know, there was a lot of discussion about doing a fall drive-in BMG Fest and having Stony Hill and other artists, um, which we hope could come about. But it's, um, it's been difficult, you know, it's, it's regulations versus safety. We've, uh, you know, the talk house is opened with different um, sets of parameters and everybody's just finding out what's the, the new normal. You know, it's, there is no right way to entertain right now, but it is not stopping artists to find a way to get to their audiences. And for us, these are all um, experiments, you know, whether we played in the talk house with the screens outside, or we do a virtual show, or we do the small live intimate settings, GE and Leroy still get to, you know, communicate 
their thoughts, and those music lovers will attend one or something else. You know, they'll, music lovers go to the music, so we're there to serve. I actually kind of want to bring this to uh, to the to you you guys in particular, and uh, which is how did you guys even meet Leroy? I remember last year when we you know we're in this other carnation and we met at you know a local market and we were taping and you you were going on and on. I guess you guys had just met or just uh, maybe it was even two years ago. But tell me how that that came about this um, this collaboration. It was in January of 2019. Now, I've been looking for a great singer for a long time. It's really hard to find great singers because if they're that good, they get snatched up before they ever get out of their little hometown, you know? They're gone. And I've been looking for this great singer for 30 years at least. So anyway, Taylor was listening to some music one day, and I heard this guy's voice, and I said, who is that? And she says, oh, come on, this is Leroy Bell from Seattle. Uh, She'd been listening to him for a while. And so we, Taylor contacted him and invited him, and he came here to our house in Amagansett, and he had just written the song America, and as soon as me and him sat down and started to play in the living room here, it, it, we just clicked really well together. We're pretty much the same age. Uh, we grew up listening to the same music, like all the American music, you know, the R&B stuff, the, the, the mm-hmm. Motown, the Memphis stuff, Al Green and all that. Plus. Both Leroy and myself were also listening to Cream and The Who and Rush. And, you know, so we just naturally really get along well. That's so great. And and the first song, uh, America, is just uh, amazing. And it's a beautiful, beautiful video as well. Well, Taylor did that video. She directed that video. Taylor, talk about that video. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we, we did shoot that video last January, way before what happened happened. But I. I definitely had a premonition that things were going to get weird. And um, Leroy and I talked, you know, Leroy expressed, we definitely wanted to do the video in black and white. We definitely wanted to call back um, in the video, you know, get some archival footage to show America at, you know, its best or America in a different um, working capacity, whether it was the Industrial Revolution or the Man on the Moon. It has a very industrial feel. I think maybe the black and white gives it that industrial feel, like the horses running, train tracks and all. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, those were my choices. Like Leroy agreed with that. And we, um, and, and then innocence versus disturbing images. The innocence of his song. Where, where is the the great America we know? Where has it gone? To you know, he the sh- the images of the immigration, um, people coming and being contained and detained, and you know, I said this before in another article. There is a whole pocket of people. I mean, huge pocket of people who are so tired of the chaos and the fighting out there. And it, we didn't, you know, we didn't want to make it political, but, you know, we want to make a statement that there's a, there is a different group that is interested in being unified, diversified, together, not tearing each other apart, not 
using character assassination. And that's what I think this song was about for Leroy. So that's what we put in the video. He must have had a very vast number of songs. Um, were, were all of these new tracks or were some of them uh, tracks that he had written a long time ago, GE and, and Taylor? How did you guys kind of pick and choose what you were going to put? And by the way, the album's called Stony Hill, which is Amagansett. Exactly. But it has a double meaning, pushing that rock up the hill, the struggle. Yeah, for sure. So how did you come up with, with the songs that you decided to put on the album? Well, Leroy is a great songwriter. He writes a lot of songs. Uh, most of them are, are new songs that, that he had written. Some of them he wrote like just in, in that last year, you know, while, like last summer while we were doing the record. There's this one song that I wrote. Which one's that, G.E.? It's called Arts Sick. It's about um, many years ago when I was living in the city, I, I lived downtown and that artist, uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat, he was around. It was before he was famous. And, and I didn't know him well. We weren't best buddies or anything, but we had a couple of conversations. And I came away from one conversation with that idea, art's sick, it won't get better. And I carried that around for years. I knew there was a song there, but never could quite get it together. And then uh, this past fall, I was in the studio in Bridgehampton. My buddy Larry Schmidt has an Applewild farm, has a nice little studio there. And uh, mm. that's where we recorded the record. So I was in the studio doing the post-production, finishing up things. And that song just finally flew in the window and hit me in the head. And there it was, the whole song. And in an hour and a half, we had, we had put it down and recorded it. But uh, So that's on there. And then there's two songs. There's a song called Codine. It was written by Buffy St. Marie. Uh, I saw her play that song when I was about 10 years old. There used to be a, a TV show called Hootenanny, <laughs> uh, like with the, the folk music thing, you know? And I always loved that song, and I always performed it. And then there's another song called Black is the Color, which is an old traditional song. And uh, right, right. Yeah, that goes way back. Like Nina Simone did a great version of that in the, in the 60s. Everybody that did that song did it kind of slow and beautiful. And I always wanted to rock it up. You know, so I've been performing that song for years, but with Leroy singing it, it's obviously he's a way better singer than me. And uh, we got a good uh, recording of it and he sings it great. And it brings it even, I think, a whole new meaning to the song. Yeah, it's like black is the color of my my true love's hair or something like yes, that. Yes, exactly. It's deeper than that. And then there's a song that Taylor wrote that's really great. It's called Take Cover that's on the record. And that goes right along with, with America and let the sun shine in. And, you know, with, with, uh, with everything that's happening now, even though, as, as she said, we had no idea all this stuff was going to happen. You know, the virus and George Floyd and the protests and everything. We had no idea. But the record just falls right into these times. When you go off to, uh, to make an album, I don't know, an album might be in a, a, a kind of older phrase, but when you go off to make an album, do you, do you start with a feeling? Do you start with a theme? And then you, it's, it's a process of discovery? Or, um, you know, like, are you curating? And when at a certain point you're like, hey, look, we have all of these ideas that feel like they have uh, connective tissue, uh, and, and this is going to be our, our drive. 
That's that's an interesting question, Alan. Um, it changes. You know, it's different with different artists. Some people whose records I've played on will come in and they've got the songs written and they pretty much have an idea what they want to hear, you know. But this record with, with uh, Leroy and myself was much more fluid and, and creative as we went along because it, it's a band, you know. It, I'm not working for somebody else. I've done a lot of working for somebody else in my life, but this was a, a real band, so we got to be uh, very uh, creative and, and, and loose as we went along. It was fun. It was easy. We're going to take a break, and we're going to uh, play one of the tracks. Which track would you like to play? Well, play America. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to hear America right now, and this is uh, G. E. Smith and Leroy Bell, and the girls and, are going to be playing. And, and Taylor Barton. And, oh, produced by Taylor Barton. And directed and the video. Directed the video. And uh, you guys are going to be at Guild Hall this coming weekend. One show virtual, one show live, which is such a gift to the community. But we're going to take a little break, listen to the song. We'll be back. You're listening to Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy. And Alex Sokolow. And G. E. Smith and Taylor Barton. All right. Out the door, God only knows how I miss those days. She only knows how I miss the way we were. America. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Wake me up when it's done. When they block out the sun, and when they whisper the story, how the West was won. Of an eye and the mountain of lies, we were sold down the river. Your land and mine, disillusion, mass confusion, a constitution that trying to burn it down. Are we living or being driven like sheep to slaughter? I really wanna know God only knows how I miss those days She only knows how I miss the way we were America Yeah God only knows how I miss those days She only knows how I miss the way we were America
Such a powerful tune. And uh, we're back Sundays on the East End, Bridget Leroy. And, and Alex Sokolow. <laughs> I took a little vacation. Yeah, he took a little vacation in his mind of, of, about America. And we're talking with uh, G.E. Smith and Taylor Barton of Amagansett and the world. And, uh, and, and Gee, like, uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to say, ask this for, to both of you, but the music on this album really does kind of exude what I would call American music. But I don't know how to define American music. I know you can say blues or I know you can say jazz. I know there's so many influences. Um, is, is there a way that you guys define American music? I mean, like your connection with Leroy, it sounds like you met uh, at the crossroads, no pun intended, of, of uh, this, this cultural history. Yeah. I mean, that's it right there. Look, on the most basic, obvious level, Leroy's black, I'm white. But as I said before, we both grew up listening to the same stuff, both black music and white music. I've always been a bar band guitar player guy, right? I started playing in bars when I was 11. So I had to learn probably several thousand songs along the way. And I love the tradition. I really want to go back to you playing in a bar at 11 years old because that, that, that's, not, that's not something that most parents would let their kids do. So yeah, <laughs> I grew up in this tiny little town, especially back then, a, a tiny little town in Pennsylvania. My dad knew everybody. He, would drop, he was going to night school. He would drop me off at the bar on his way to night school. He'd go to school. He'd come back, finish his homework in the back of the joint while I was doing the last set. And then we go home. He knew everybody in the place. He knew the people that owned the place. And it wasn't some bucket of blood joint. You know, it was like a small town locals place. So, yeah, but I was, I was kind of lucky that you're right, you know, that, that my parents let me do that kind of stuff. But they loved it because I was making money, too. So that was, you know, that was nice. And um, Leroy is from Seattle. He's from Seattle. But his dad was in the service, and Leroy kind of grew up as a kid in Germany for a while. Oh. And then they, they came back uh, to the States to, uh, to Seattle. So uh, he can speak German. It's cool. I'm wondering if, like, uh, somewhere, you know, being, being African-American, being from Seattle, and even though what you just said, being in, in, uh, an army brat uh, in Germany, it seems like there's a certain... Uh, you know, Elvis Presley meets Jimi uh, Hendrix, you know, kind of yeah. maybe could, could be part of his influences. Well, yeah, like what I was starting to say before, um, the combination in America, in the United States, of the, the black music and the white music, that's what has made the culture, you know, the stuff that the, that the enslaved African people brought with them, their ideas, their cultures, their music, combined with the stuff that came from Europe and all over the world, really, you know, that combination, that's what we've wound up with now. You know, they're just bound together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know there, there's always been, uh, for me, like this amazing paradox where, where the joy that I feel with, with music and popular music and modern music is forever kind of tied to the um, the pain of its uh, conception. And um, I, uh, you know, whether you're in the, in the Mississippi uh, kind of blues tradition, uh, which at least in my mind, uh, you know, kind of 
came out of uh, the African uh, strings instruments, um, or you're you're in the, the mulatto wig wearing uh, New Orleans Congo <laughs> Square, w- right. where they're bending notes um, with the horns, and that kind of begets jazz. Huh? Yeah, it's it's you know that the stew. It's it's the big stew. Yeah, no, it just it's it's you couldn't make it up. Is what I'm saying. It's like and nope. it, it exists. And it it, um, it touches everybody to the core. Yeah. And it, it just developed naturally over several hundred years. Yeah. And like, so so while this is going on, um, Taylor, what are you up to? I mean, what, how do you get into music? I know I think it's through your body, through a being, being a dancer. Am I correct? Kind of? Honestly, that's not where I started. As a teenager, I was always writing lyrics. And I was a, a closet songwriter. And um, I had my... My uh, songs and my little, you know, lyrics hidden from everybody. And then when I came to New York, I was a dancer. And, of course, you had to audition with 16 bars of, you know, a song every time you had to try to get into some kind of chorus part. And I was singing, like, Linda Ronstadt's songs or uh, The Lion Tamer or, you know, these other songs. And I was like, I felt like such a fraud because I didn't write them. And I also felt like... Every time I sang them, everybody else could hear the artist singing them, but not me. So that's how I started to segue into my own personal um, collection with also the help of GE, who heard uh, my, you know, uh, uh, original lyrics. And we were out on the road with Bob Dylan at the time, and it was impossible for me to think of myself as a songwriter when I'm watching Bob Dylan on the stage every night because he was the prophet and I was the sideman's uh, girlfriend. So I was like, uh, oh, you know, he's like, well, what do you do? I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but 500 songs later, it was really evident that that's what I did and not never to the magnitude of Bob Dylan, who I treasure to this day. But uh, I actually just finished a memoir of telling my story through both my songs and personal prose. And, you know, it is my way of, of communicating. I just sort of traverse through vernaculars of the performing arts to my own unique spot. And a lot of the songs in the memoir, which actually was released on Kindle, last Saturday, but it's coming out on audible.com in a month, um, are not songs that necessarily were highlighted or celebrated in my 10 CDs out there, but they really tell my original story, and I'm proud of them. And um, so music is, uh, music's always working for me. I mean, I dance every day. I meditate every day. I sing every day. I, I just wrote a new song. And I also really enjoy uh, helping other people. Speaking about that, um, you you were part of the effort to create a grant for artists that lost gigs out here, right? Yes, I was. I was part of, um, it's called, I think, Han. Yeah, I, I was part of a, a group of people. We, we put together, um, I think it was like a $75,000 Grant, or maybe it was 175000 that Clifford Ross started with um, Eric Fischel and Andrea Grover. And yes, I gave to that. And P.S. people, there's still some money left. If you're a local artist and you didn't 
you lost a gig, sign up. It's easy. You know, it's out there. So yeah, I mean, everybody, uh, you know, it's just phenomenal how much money has been lost for artists. But we are also, uh, you know, we all started doing our art, whether it was for money or not. So that's not going to stop people from being artists. But uh, it is very kind. And to those listeners, if you come to our virtual show, you are supporting an artist. So buy your ticket at guildhall.org. Um, you know, we the, this money is going half to Guildhall and half to us. And we would really like... I had a talk with Andrea, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, with Andrea yesterday about this because they've actually, Guildhall has given back really kind of an astonishing amount of money just this summer when you think that there really hasn't been that much you know, to give because there aren't the same kind of events. And, um, and to do something like that is so uh, incredibly altruistic of you, Taylor, because I, I'm looking at Facebook, I'm looking at these people, lots of our friends like Nancy Atlas, who are just like, you know, they've lost, they've lost all their gigs. And, you know, and it's just doesn't look it's not looking good. But I, I also want to bring it into the positive because, you know, you you did land on your on your feet personally you too by putting on a portraits show it's not the four or five or six portrait shows you've had in the past few years or you know the the guitar master series but you do you are doing it you know in the milieu that you can right now so you know so tell us a little bit about the live show at guild hall next week and what even though it's almost sold out what the people who have managed to get the tickets what they can expect because it's not just GE and, and Leroy, there's there's also Joseph Arthur, correct? Well, Joseph Arthur's on the virtual show. So he's on the Thursday night streaming show. And he is so fascinating to watch because he paints while he sings. And he is a seriously heavy-duty, soulful, beautiful artist. Um, so on Thursday night, if people watch the streaming show, they're going to see the exact uh, portraits format with, you know, two compelling artists stripped down and they're going to see uh, Joseph first and then Leroy's second intimate stories on that particular film. Friday, they're going to still see the intimate conversation between GE and Leroy, but they're going to see the, the music that is on the collection Stony Hill and, um, you know, in, in, in a very, very small setting. And the two of them are so powerful together. So uh, we chose to do, you know, keep the filmed version of Joseph and Leroy together because I don't even know how long this is going to go on. But if we're just moving to like television for portraits, you know, then so be it. We'll just start filming shows. We're not going to, uh, I'm not going to abandon the um format or the project we launched you know five years ago but uh we i had a conversation with josh gladstone and he was like well what do you guys think about you know first we were just going to do the virtual show and he's like what do you think about doing the live in the garden and i'm like yeah let's do it and so you know that's how we came about and we were thrilled because you know it gives us some hope to look forward to i mean when you have no nothing in sight and you just kind of you know artists practice to be in front of people and so these little things mean a lot 
And that's why I was going to actually bring it back to GE because that's that's how he started this conversation with saying, you know, he misses performing live. And even though this is a small, smallish event, I mean, do you see their, the GEU in particular see a possibility of you being able to perform kind of, I don't know, in small events coming up in the fall? Yeah, I mean, because it looks like for a good long while, that's all we're going to have is these kind of, you know, uh, uh, streaming things. Uh, who knows when, when they're going to be able to open up clubs again. Right, right. So when you are doing your live event at Guildhall, is there going to be, there will be actual people there? Is it a limited amount of people? Oh, yeah. There's people. There, there's like, a, you know, 100 people instead of 300, but they are in little circles around uh, the garden in the back, um, and they are wearing masks. And uh, we actually have some swag, Stony Hill, you know, um, masks and sanitizers for them anyway. But they're, you know, completely safe from each other. You know, they're just sitting outside as opposed to being in the theater. At the moment, uh, and hopefully the moment lasts for a long time, we have a very, very low infection rate in this part of the country. We're doing great in this area, and I think it's wonderful that, that you can celebrate uh, responsibly and, uh, and with the proper distance because we are doing well. And, and I'm, I'm saying this almost that I hope that people come out and, and it can enjoy something that uh, we used to take for granted but now uh, is, is rarer than not. Because this is a good time to, to listen to some music. It's a good time to feel the energy of other people. Yeah. Yeah, and especially this music, because it's so right on the money right now. This record is so on time. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's like GE said, we did, had no idea last January when we, we thought America was, you know, amazing. But we had, the rest of the songs we take cover is, like, ridiculously on time. And especially going through the um, election, you know, as we watch what goes down. Maybe we should t take a break and take a little listen to that. What do you think? Yep. Is that one yep. that we can listen to? All right. Well, let's uh, take a little break and listen to, uh, and Taylor, you wrote this song, right? I wrote this song, yep. It was a, such a joy to have Leroy and GE play it, I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, God. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to listen to that and then we'll be right back. Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy and, Alex and our guests, Taylor Barton and G.E. Smith. We'll be right back after Take Cover. The turning earth circles round the passive deer, preying on their birth. Ghostly wind supports a flight, heels between the clouds. Eagle carries out her kill, vulture cries out.
We're back. Sunday's on the East End. Bridget Leroy. And Alex Sacklow. Taylor Barton, G.E. Smith. And we're talking about this album. Dropping an album in the midst of a pandemic. What What is this like? I mean, what what? because you're kind of releasing a little bit at a time. And uh, you've already gotten, I guess, feedback from like the Rolling Stone said something very nice about it, didn't they? Yeah. yeah they just actually, I should send you what Rolling Stone just said about a... Um, let the sun shine. Rolling Stone has picked up on every song, which is just, you know, icing on the cake. Like, uh, the, it, it's, it, it, it is just, um, I think the record's right up their alley and everything they stand for too. But yeah, we've had some great press, um, for all of the record. And, and it's interesting because usually when you put out a record, you're amassing the press as you're going about touring. And maybe people don't pay as much attention to the press, but since there's nothing else for them to do, they can get all this information about Leroy and GE before Leroy, they actually hit the road. So they, they know them already because, you know, this is a new combination. So it's, it's a new band. So it's giving us the time to really introduce the audience to um, this you know, incredible duo together. And so I'm kind of grateful for this. And BMG has been stellar, like, you know, don't worry, we are on this for the long haul. Just because the pandemic is here, you know, we are not dropping the ball on this project. We are going to keep working until we get that opportunity to get out there and to have that kind of commitment from a, a record company is pretty amazing where they're not looking at the sales and the numbers and, you know, who's the most, you know, big celebrity in the, in the room. They are, they're dedicated to this project. And even though I produce this, I believe this record is like the record of the year. Like, you know, maybe Keb Moe's record was last year or Ry Cooter's record was there. This is a really, really good record. And for the music lovers, I'm telling you, get it. <laughs> so how can people find this? Uh, you know, just the, the, you know, the listener who's listening right now can't go to the Guildhall show. How can they find you guys? Uh, they, where can they-, they go to iTunes and look up? Stony Hill, Leroy Bell, and G.E. Smith, iTunes, Amazon, Apple Music, Apple Music wherever. Andor. It's $9.99, only $10 out of your pocket. Let's see. <laughs> and, uh, and, and YouTube, the, the video's on YouTube, correct? Yep. Yes. And we're getting money from that, so go ahead and watch them, too. <laughs> yeah, it's all about, all about the Benjamins, yo. <laughs> Not yeah. at all. <laughs> I'm, I have no shame. I'm telling people, you know, do an artist a favor. GE, it sounds like you've met your match vocally with, with Leroy and you clearly get along. He's, you know, what, what other things do you have in the future planned? Are you planning more music already? Yeah, we'll, we'll do uh, another record for sure. Now, you know, what you guys were just talking about originally, we were supposed to go in March to South by Southwest down in Texas. Right. We were going to release the, the album then. We were going to play three live shows in a week or so that we'd be down there. And then we were going to go on the road and play, you know, all over the United States. And maybe go to Europe if, if we really got things rolling. 
But of course, you know, the, the virus came along, the old one nine, and it got us. And <laughs> The old one nine. The old one nine sounds like that should be a blues song that you should write like right now. I think it already okay. is. Yeah. Aww. Our bass player, Freddie Cash, he said that, yeah, we just call it the one nine. <laughs> oh my gosh. But this is, you're still creating in the midst of this total crazy, you know, storm of, of fog and, and, you know, everything that's going on. What do you think, Alec? What do you got to say? Well, you know what? I'm listening and, and what I'm thinking that, that might benefit this album uh, greatly in, in some uh, paradoxical way is is by it, it, the album, the, the, the sides I've heard, um, it's very timeless music. And I don't I don't yeah. think that, you know, like that you guys made this album to capture a moment. I think that in like a lot of artists. Uh, you you might not even realize it, but that you, you're actually predicting the future in your art. Uh, but it, it, but that's not the point. And and I think the timelessness w- w- will really work to allow people to to find and discover the music through this pandemic. So that when you the world does open up again and you do go out on the road, uh, it, it, it's not going to feel like it's it's yesterday's uh, music. I think that it, that it's it really is. I'll go back to that word. It's a timeless experience, and so. I actually think uh, you, you probably didn't want to draw it up this way, but that, uh, the, you know, the album will actually get a proper airing uh, whenever it is uh, you, you get to play it in front of people. Well, also the thing that, you know what, you're right, Alec. One thing that I was thinking about this record is that it it really speaks people's minds. Leroy is just so eloquent at doing that. And the record I think of is... Um, come away um, after 9-11. Nora Jones had the soundtrack to be the tonic for everybody at, after 9-11 when people were in complete shock. And she had the perfect, soothing voice with the soothing tracks. She, you know, it was really slow where people were really trying to absorb the trauma, especially around New York. And And I feel like this record is that. It's got the... Leroy's got your back. He's got a beautiful tone and he has hope inside of darkness coming out of every song, you know, in the way he sings, in the way he delivers, in the way he phrases. And I feel like this is that healing tonic for people. And the last song you really should play is Let the Sun Shine In, which just speaks to that, which dropped today and also is on Rolling Stone today. The video dropped today. The song is out. Um, But it is, for me, you know, a lot of times when I'm going through difficult patches, there's always an artist as the soundtrack in the back for me. Somebody I'm listening to who's speaking the words I need to hear and, you know, the melodies that I need to, like, calm my, my soul and my nervous system with. And I just think this record is it. And I know that's why I was attracted to Leroy in the first place. I was listening to him because he had a song called I Dream of Peace and the change is coming. And, you know, he was a forward thinker and he loved the climate and I loved everything he was singing about. So I just went, I just called him up and said, come on out, <laughs> dude. I think I like you. <laughs> so I I hope that also a soundtrack like a TV or a film picks it up because we all know that, you know, that can be a game changer for for music. 
somebody puts it in a film and it just becomes a huge hit. So I, I hope filmmakers pick up on this record. We're going to bring up to the end of the show now, and we're going to uh, play it out with Let the Sunshine In. It's not the same right. Let the Sunshine from Hair. It is a different. No, no. And apparently there's another Let the Sunshine In from some kids uh, cartoon program that I'm not aware of. But no, this is a brand new one that, that Leroy wrote and we recorded. It sounds like you both uh, have, have really kind of uh, turned the, the lemons of this period into lemonade. And uh, it, it does sound like music and, uh, and all artistic uh, you know, endeavors uh, fuel you both and uh, have, have kind of allowed the sun to shine in uh, during the period where uh, people are feeling, if not seeing, a lot of darkness. Yeah, definitely. Um, Leroy and, and, and me have both talked about, you know, this thing, it's, it's about freedom, right? A lot of this record is about freedom. And freedom, what everybody seems to have forgotten is that freedom goes both ways, you know? I'm allowed to believe what I believe. You're allowed to believe what you believe. And I shouldn't get angry at you because you don't believe what I believe. That's freedom. It goes both ways. But people have been forgetting that. And it, we just want everybody to calm down and let the sun shine in. Well, that's a good way to end this show. Uh, we're going to end with let the sun shine in. Alec, you have any last words? G.E. and Taylor, thank you so much, as for always. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you, Alec. Thank you both so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you know what? Um, here's what I would say to everybody. I hope everybody's well. I hope everybody is safe. Support local artists. Uh, you know, we are all on the East End, and uh, so much of what makes this little part of the world magical are the expressions that come out of it and the people who make those expressions. So don't forget that, uh, you know, artists are people, too, and they've been struggling uh, like everybody <laughs> artists else. Artists are people, too. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> Support local artists, and please enjoy this album. And everybody, let's let the sun shine in. Be well and, and stay, stay well. well. Amen. your principles You might quote the scriptures with selected individuals You might think you're suited to seek a higher post You might think you've been anointed to preach the Holy Ghost let the sun shine in, the sun shine in. Let the sun shine in, let the sun shine in. Let the healing begin and spread it all around. Yeah, you talk about your pedigree. Yeah, every chance you get now. And you criticize the champions And those less fortunate What I don't understand is If you're as righteous as you claim 
Red. 